0: Hello and welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition. Hey, 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 welcome everybody to Monday Night Live on Funny Science Fiction Podcast, the podcast where we help golf balls
1: propelled through Stargates find their targets. (laughs) Before we get into tonight's show... We need to say our thanks to our show partners, River City Tees and Level Up Lightsabers.
2: So let's get right into that with River City Tees.
0: With over 700 designs to choose from, River City Tees has something for everyone. Need some new nerd merch? River City Tees has you covered. Need funny or sarcastic designs? River City Tees has you covered. Are you looking for a new logo or custom design? Whether you need one or one hundred, River City Tees has you covered. With multiple colors and options for each and every design. With things to choose from like shirts, hoodies, phone cases, coffee mugs, and so much more. Be sure to follow River City Tees on Facebook and Instagram. If you do, you'll get the latest on designs and information about upcoming sales. River City Tees. Let's make a shirt together.
2: All righty. We always start with that one so that then we can get all super excited about level up lightsabers. It's up there. I can't reach it. I should have gotten it done Always. Oh, links for both of those can be found in the comments section and show notes.
0: They're already even in there. I'm, I'm like so on my game as of late with, it. well, at least these this portion of the show. The whole getting it started on time and not talking over the first couple seconds of the intro. Right. I'm doing, uh, you know, otherwise you, know. you
2: did great. And honestly, the only reason that I like half stuttered is I got the notification on my phone that Mika Burton is going live with David Diggs on Instagram, and I'm like, wait, my own show, but, mm, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: hard. Yeah, minor technicalities when you got to do stuff for your own stuff.
2: I know, and I mean I'll be able to watch the video later, I'm sure, but I got excited.
0: All the same. And hey, if you guys have noticed there's a nice little scrolling thing down at the bottom, you know. Anyway, uh if you get a chance, make sure to like and subscribe uh you taking a moment to sc- subscribe to our YouTube channel helps us continue to grow and uh hey if you want you can even you know buy us a coffee oh we dropped it <coughs> yeah okay i was trying to mute my mic and cough at the same time and one of them won one of them lost i'm not going to let you uh, i'll let you guess and figure out which one's going on i'm guessing <clears throat> since we heard
2: you cough
0: <laughs> right i don't know. i have a tickle in my throat all of a sudden <laughs> <coughs> well, wow sorry i'm blowing out a microphone tonight that's gonna happen
2: before we actually get into anything um we don't do anything serious but anything actually show related kind can of... i show off what i bought at comic-con this weekend
0: yes absolutely that's it's ridiculous i
2: bought a lego Burt ernie
0: <laughs> 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 I, <that's> so
2: cute. <laughs> I don't care if they mess with my green screen it was it was worth it because it was it was hilarious I mean, my daughter picked out a Lego Batman for herself, but then I saw the little Lego Burton and Ernie, and I'm like, I, I need them.
0: That's fantastic.
2: Are yeah. They're the latest I addition to my craziness on top of my computer.
0: I think I probably would have bought them, too. So, yeah, I completely understand there.
2: That, in addition to, <laughs> I found a very cool uh, Traverse City, Michigan-based t-shirt place. Not that it's better than our own t-shirt place, but it was pretty cool. That had a Michigan Nerds shirt that looks like the Marvel Comics logo. Oh, nice! Yeah, so that is going to show up on the show eventually, I'm sure.
0: I don't know who the Facebook user is, but greetings, you beautiful people, and Tim. Um, I'm guessing that's Casey.
3: What is it, Casey? It's either Casey.
0: It's either Casey or Ron. Uh, but either way, uh, they're both wonderful folks, and I love their support dearly. So,
2: or if it's, it's suddenly cool. somehow Rick tonight, and he's just ignoring you, that'd be hilarious. Ah, no. it's Ron, but.
0: There, see, there we go. They're both wonderful people. It's a shame that Facebook won't allow them to be anything but, you know, you know, Baron Von Lippie <laughs> Yes. Ron, that name might actually stick. Baron Von Lippipen Pence. I, mm-hmm. I kind of dig that.
3: I Considering like that,
0: that, that we name our dog Toaster Von Strudelbutt, you know, so it just seems to fit goes right along with it so yeah so i keep flashing this up on the screen and i had a uh, a coughing fit a moment <clears throat> ago and i'm gonna get through this one way or another there it is again uh, if you want you can buy oh, one more time you can buy us a coffee that helps us to continue to make content uh for you to enjoy helps offset some of the uh, the costs of putting on this here laser light show so no
2: i don't know if that'll mess with my screen or not mind. sorry my <laughs> My, my lights are on my computer. It'll flash. See, now I have a party, but nobody else can see it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I should not be allowed to have buttons. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I, saw a uh, reel. Sorry, I saw a reel that I sent to my mom because it was totally me. And it was the, my mother told me that I could become anything. So I became a problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that actually might be the most uh, realistic reel you've ever sent anybody.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. It was did even you better. Tell her, did you it tell her even...
0: that you thought it was accurate in a uh, description of you, or that oh, it was yeah. just for funsies?
2: Oh no, I totally knew it was an accurate description, <clears throat> and told her that. And it was even better that it was a goat in the video.
0: That's fantastic, yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love how your husband knows you so well.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, because buttons.
0: If you give Kathleen a button, she's going to push it repeatedly.
2: Especially if it All says right. "Do not push."
0: All right. Hey, we do have one of our guests waiting for us in the green room. So,
1: tonight we welcome. I'm going to assume it is Duchess of Dark Saber Light. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> We're going to go I ahead do and to add... choose from. <laughs>
0: You you did have two, I I see why you made Best the choice you made, one. but uh, let's bring Jessica onto the show. Hi, Jessica.
3: Hey. Well, hello. How well are going. you doing? Well, I'm all right. Late from some technical difficulties, but we're all here now.
0: Hey, no, you know what? Happens. It's 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 Monday night. We expect technical difficulties. We have them all the time. At least that's what we call them. So
2: I have brain <laughs> technical difficulties. Does that count?
0: totally counts, especially (laughs) on a Monday. Uh, But hey, uh, Jessica, before we jump into tonight's topic, uh, I was hoping that you would take a moment to let everybody know about you, your Twitter page and your show and everything you're doing over there.
3: Sure. Thanks so much for for allowing me to do that. Um, Yeah, my name is Jessica. And uh, if you're on Twitter, you'll know me uh, as the Duchess of Dark Saber Light. That goes with my... My podcast, which is called "Stories by Dark Saber Light," which has been something that's been uh, a little bit difficult to uh, keep consistent, um, but uh, we talk all about Star Wars and storytelling, and really deep dive into just everything that um, uh, we, my, my co-host Arika and I, we, we the, the things that we feel make Star Wars work as a story and as a franchise. And so that's something that, uh, if you're, if you enjoy deep dives into characters and stories and, and everything, you can feel free to check us out there.
0: Excellent. And I can tell you that, uh, because I do follow her on Twitter, it, it's a, it's a good follow. There's a lot of fun stuff that's, that's posted and, and some good conversations. So uh, definitely check her out. Uh, her Actually, her contact information is shown down in the show notes down below. You'll find uh, uh, a Twitter handle down there, at Light, And you can follow her there. And just go right on over to Twitter, give her a follow, and have some fun. I'm sure you guys will enjoy it.
2: I have to say, I was slightly confused by the name until you said it out loud. And I'm like, oh, by Darksaber, that makes sense. It took me yes. a minute i'm a little slow on the pickup sometimes yeah i have a
3: a, i have a a friend on twitter who was responsible for the name and i thought oh that's i just i really like that something you know almost evokes sitting around a campfire but um um, by you know very star warsy and for me uh the mandalorians and the dark saber those are always uh topics that i'm ready to discuss so i thought it was something that was unique and yet still recognizable as star wars
2: yeah, that's really cool. And like after you said the title out loud, and I'm like, oh right, by dark light. So you're, and that was exactly what I did. Was the stories by campfire, but with a, a lightsaber blade instead. Well, a dark saber blade, but you know what I mean.
3: I do. All <laughs> right.
0: All right. Well, cool. So tonight we we're gonna have a little bit of fun. Um, we we decided that what we need to do is is have a little bit of a, a reboot time. Uh, with, re, with, with some re, show. reboot, wait, Nick, you are just feeling it over there tonight, aren't you? I am. I, I noticed. All right.
2: we've had one more personality enhancer than I have tonight.
0: <laughs> Your can just, you put duct tape on it and said personality enhancer.
2: I wrote personality enhancer on it in Sharpie. Yes. Yes, I did.
0: <laughs> uh, it's, it's truly a personality, a personality enhancer.
2: enhancer. <laughs> <laughs> sure All right. Sponsor our show, we would take it.
0: Well, well but of course. <laughs> All right. So, uh, tonight we're going to talk about reboots. And uh, there's been a lot of shows and movies over the years that uh, probably weren't done the way that, you know, because uh, we want things done the way we want them, of course. Uh, maybe we want to see them done differently. Uh, and if you don't believe that, just go into any Star Wars thread ever. And um, yeah, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> Uh, but so what we thought we'd do tonight is we would, each of us would pick a science fiction, fantasy, or superhero themed movie and give it the old proverbial reboot in the rump, uh, kind of kickstarted a little bit. And why did we want to see this one rebooted? Is there a a genuine thought behind it? Or was it just that, Hey, we thought it would be cool. Uh, both are valid. Uh, but then we also want to not only say why we've done that, but we're going to tell you guys. Uh, who we're going to put in the cast and if there's a reason why we we picked that person for that role, if, there, if it makes sense. There's
2: that much information? <laughs> Oops.
0: It was in the show notes. Anyway. Uh...
2: Like I look at those before we get here.
0: Yes, I know. It was <laughs> three trulys in. I should have expected more. <laughs> All right. The fact so...
2: that I'm here is impressive.
0: I'll give you that one. <laughs> so right. Uh, Nick, we're going to, we're just going to work our way around the horn. And since you're full of juice and pizzazz, I'm
1: going to let you start off with what's your pick and why. So I went with Logan's run. Um, it's one of those interesting sci-fi movies and I feel like they have redone the premise at least, but I don't think they have totally redone that specific story. Uh, like some of the premises is like the island. Um, there was another one that I swear that I saw but I don't remember it. It was like everything was white in this movie. Like all the buildings, That's like the the clothing <laughs> and it was just <laughs> I'm not
2: here. continue.
1: Like Yeah, it's just one of those movies that I feel like just kind of needs an update. It's in that sci-fi realm that we haven't uh, had in a while, and I managed to find us another guest as well. Uh, So this guest we have here is Jeremy, who's also known as Wolf. He is into tech, gamings, comic movies, and was a host on the show Delve Into the Void that won the People Choice Award for Battle Creek. Welcome to the show, Jeremy.
0: Hello there. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, we, we can, can hear you. yeah.
0: Welcome to the show. Glad to have you.
1: All right, very good. <laughs> Continue on, Nick. Yeah, so we're talking about um, our topic for tonight. It is just like what needs a reboot. And how I don't know how it would need a reboot, it just does.
0: <laughs> well, you don't necessarily have to say how, but why you think it needs a reboot. Who would you put is... into the reboot?
1: I did not even think about who I would put into the reboot, right. but well, that's that's unfortunate. It is. Come back to me, I'll have that in like a few seconds.
2: <laughs> Tim is obviously expecting way more thought from us than um, I think we're <laughs> actually capable of. <laughs> We had, you know, we you'd had think I'd know by now, but we've totally forgotten what we're doing.
0: Yeah, we, we did take uh, we did take last <laughs> week Monday off at kind of last minute because, well, one of us wasn't feeling good. And I don't want to say who it was. <clears throat> this guy <coughs> and uh,
2: Time's with Timothy
0: and one of us was already having having the night off. And so we we're like, yeah,
2: it's all right. We got this. We can rally. So that's what we do.
0: All right, so you want us to
1: move on or do you do you know who your cast is? So I think I know who would make a good female lead. And it's an actress who is not very well known, but she is a she is someone that we interviewed recently and oh. we are actually releasing her interview this week. Oh. I think she would make a good uh female lead for this Particular role,
0: okay. I even know who you're talking about. That's the crazy thing. Emily. I know, <laughs> right? Who like thunk? should I say who it is? No, not yet. Okay, because then it, you know. Well, go ahead. I guess it doesn't really matter.
1: It is uh Halia Jones from Lock and Key. She uh, phenomenal actress. A lot of things that she does is very on point um, yeah. as far as guy actors mm, let's go Tom Cruise just so Tim will not never know. watch I so like that no. Tim will never watch the movie or care about it ever again <laughs>
0: <laughs> you yeah. don't like Tom Cruise I do, it's not he that I don't like, like Tom Cruise.
2: Or puppies, or sunshine, or. Hold, hold, oh, no,
0: no, hold on! <laughs> no, 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 I like all those other things. And it's not that I don't like Tom Cruise. I despise Tom Cruise. That's an entirely different emotion. Oh wow!
2: Is and he I, I, I can say that because um,
0: I know the Is guy it? who does all the booking for the show uh, to try and get scheduled guests and interviews, and I know that he's never going to try and reach out for Tom Cruise. So it's it's fine. <laughs> So,
4: like, is there a certain uh, memory that caused this, like, feeling to occur when Tom Cruise is mentioned? Uh,
0: My memory is of him ruining every movie I've ever seen him in. Does that count? Oh.
3: <laughs> every movie? <laughs> so, some deep seated I... emotions.
0: Oh. Some, yeah. Honestly, I've just, I've never liked him. I've always thought he was a horrible actor. Uh, I've always thought that he was just sorry <laughs>
2: i'm singing a song that's relevant to the topic that
0: helps it all was it the oompa loompa
2: song no it was the it loathing song from wicked when oh well there you go alphaba oh. and glinda are talking about how much they hate each other so
0: he's not wrong he, john is 100 percent right
2: telling him wow. crap like that
0: in this instance john is 100 percent right I think that Tom Cruise is to movies just as Elvis Presley is to music. I despise Elvis Presley. I despise Tom Cruise. Hmm. Although there's much more personal reasons for, for Elvis Presley, but that's a whole different topic.
2: That sounds like would, something for your therapist.
0: I don't think that there's anybody I
4: think that I actually despise in the movie industry. Like,
0: I actively go out of my way not to watch Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and consider, again i know he'll never be on this show and even if he was i would sit across from the mic from microphone from him and tell him uh you sir are a horrible actor i, I don't have a problem with that I hate your <laughs> rumor is he might even be a new iron man coming out so no Come on. <sighs> I'm going to go cry now. I'll be back.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. If
4: it makes you feel any better, he's supposed to be the bad guy version
0: of Iron Man. That makes you feel better.
2: Tim, do you see what you've done? Do you see what I have to live with now?
0: <laughs> Again, he is 100% right.
2: You're a
1: monster.
0: <sighs> You're a mean one, Mr. Mr. Anyway, Tim. we are so kind of like spiraling out of control here. This is ridiculous.
2: <laughs> I was enjoying it, but whatever.
0: Well, no, it's fine. Yeah, so anyway, okay. So uh, so you picked uh, a horrible actor in Halia Jones to be in your movie. Okay.
1: <laughs> what so,
4: movie was you trying to say? So like, that uh,
1: Logan's Run. I was thinking Logan's Run needs a reboot of sorts. And yeah, just like, I feel like they've done the premise already in several other movies, but I don't know. I think they can do something with Logan's Run.
2: I, don't actually I haven't I've seen it. Logan's Run, so I don't know if I can. I haven't
1: seen it in Logan. so long. I, I, yeah.
0: I've never probably... heard
2: of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it was okay, one of
2: those topped everybody. I haven't seen it. Haven't heard of it. <laughs> it was
1: one of those ones that was like made. What was it? Late seventies.
0: Yeah, it's it's very seventies.
1: Hmm. So yeah, it was made in seventy six and. Basically, when they turn a certain age, the government takes them. Is it?
2: That was so long ago, though.
1: And uh,
0: So anyway, it was nice having Kathleen on the show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Jessica, what would be a movie that you would like to see reboot?
3: Okay, I thought about this a lot. And what this question really did was just made me recognize how my sci-fi fantasy super repertoire is just not that big um, I tried to I, and and then what movies I have seen I realized that I'm not really so much a reboot person as much as you know I, I I've I'm usually a fan of when they do like revivals or continuations even if maybe something doesn't uh, live up to the hype but you know, I was I was going through the list of movies that could that I could think of for this, and and even thinking like you know, a lot of the movies, even if I've got issues with them, I don't want them to be rebooted. Things like the Mummy, which is just like Ooh, it's cheesy and it, it's it's cheesy and just kind of campy, but that's exactly its magic. And so um, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, I, 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 I'm digging really deep. I mean, I don't even think I watched the movie, um, but the one, the one reboot that I was thinking of is that um, long time ago. I read some of the book Earthsea, and I know that that got a Sci Fi Channel movie. Okay. and okay. Like I said, I don't, I don't even think I watched it because I think that I had heard that it wasn't very good, but. Um, that's something that I would like to see actually get adapted again for the modern era. But I figured that I'd bring kind of the the nuance to the conversation regarding um, continuations, which um, for me, the we've been in this era of reboots and revivals for so long now, and I'm still waiting for my Stargate continuation. And that is something that, that we've been waiting for a long time, and I'm just kind of like, are we going to get out of this period of reboots before uh, you know people are going to get sick and tired of continuations um, before we get the fourth installment? And I figure like like this is just the perfect time to do this. You know, it's still a, a franchise that people know about. Um, it you know kind of had a rough. Time a decade ago when it came out with its third installment, Stargate Universe, and I really think that you know the, the issues that it had back then was because SG One and Atlantis, the first two installments, were very much in that '90s method of storytelling, which was the X Files method, which was you know the the planet of the week, the monster of the week method, and it really relied on that. And then with Stargate Universe, they really wanted to go for a more Battlestar Galactica feel, which made sense as we were kind of getting into the era of mini series and having a a through line as opposed to um little stories for each episode and people just weren't ready for that and now i think it would be really cool to go back see where the characters are see how the situation has changed revisit old familiar faces and also i mean when i thought about like how would i cast this i i'm just kind of like you know these are the kinds of of Shows where I would really welcome a cast of unknowns. I just really think it would be mm-hmm. cool to get a bunch of characters in there still going through the gate, exploring the galaxy, fighting the bad guys, and launching careers for a bunch of of uh, you no know, you know unknowns right now. So that's what that's, I, my, that's my answer
1: I, I that's do think, answer. I do think kind of rebooting Stargate with more modern twists. Um, there's just something about the whole idea of like traveling and exploring and finding new worlds and stuff like that. And, I mean, what era would you go with? Like, they already have a ship that can, I mean, if you've watched Atlantis and all that stuff, they have the Pegasus, which allows them to...
0: By the way, Nick's our resident Stargate nerd, so you're you're right in his wheelhouse. If you didn't <laughs> notice, he 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 perked up as soon as you said Stargate, he was like,
1: Ooh. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it's a show that doesn't get a lot of love on this show, and it it, it is a I that's because you're the only
2: one that's
1: watched it. <laughs> There's a lot of people who watched it. It does
3: not anything. get the I love mean, it I'm, should. No. Like it's it's Yeah. It's one of those shows that like should be like it should be much more of a cultural staple than it is and the only reason it's not is because it was relegated to cable and that really bugs me um that's probably but fair w- what i really love what i really loved about the show in general was that you know you've got star wars which is in a galaxy far far away and a long long time ago so it's set in the past and then you have trek which is in the future and stargate was always this is in the middle. our time and these are our people and this is the present and the, we're living in a world where this is happening under our noses. And I will, I will admit that as the show went on, it lost just a little bit of the magic because as the characters discovered more and gained more technology, it stopped having so much of that feeling of like, it's just, you know, people today going into the galaxy and it did become a little bit more, um, almost like a Trek feel but I think that, you know, lean into that, you know, where we're, you'd be playing with a storyline where people have been out in the galaxy for 30 years now. And I say, you know, whatever, whatever they've gained, play with it, bring in all the big cool ships, but still keep it very rooted in, um, you know, our culture and here and now. I do think it would be interesting if they went with the premise that the Stargate, Uh, was revealed to the world that was something that they were going to do for um, one of the Stargate movies that eventually got canceled and that was gosh over a decade ago now Um, but even though that would kind of destroy this idea of like it's happening under our noses in the real world I do think that like that's kind of the next big um, you know reasonable step into this franchise I would be really interested to see how that would play if they if they just like started with the storyline that it's being revealed to the whole world
0: i don't think that's a bad option at all and honestly i like your idea of using uh majority of unknowns because i really feel that when the movie came out that's kind of how it was there was a lot of people in that movie that weren't household names there were several of course you know kurt russell you can't say that he wasn't a nobody uh but you know there was there were several people in that in that show that a lot of people hadn't heard of and so it made it you know you know uh, nice that way and also when then when the TV shows started coming out much again the same way a lot of actors and actresses that people hadn't heard of but became staples to to the very fervent fans of Stargate and i will say that um i think Stargate's one of those shows that you either uh know it exists or you love it you know you, you know it exists it's out there but you know you haven't really watched it or you absolutely love it and you've seen every second of it and you can tell somebody, you know, it's like the Trek version of Star, you know, of Stargate, but yeah, you can tell everybody everything about it. So I have a buddy like that other than Nick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. It's fun when you get involved. Like, you know, it, 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 it's funny now when I've gotten mm. friends interested in Stargate because we're so used to um, TV shows only being, you know, eight hours long per season you know maybe that's six episodes or 10 episodes or something like that and then it's kind of funny when you go back and and go even in the late 90s early aughts you you Mm -hmm. tell them about oh get involved in stargate there are 14 seasons worth or no 17 seasons worth of content 24 22 to 24 episodes per season and it's it's Mm -hmm. kind of overwhelming when you think of the amount of content they pumped out but there's just so much and I don't know. That was my first love before I even got into uh, Star Wars later on. So that's what I'd really love to see come back.
1: Perfect. I think it's a great answer. The writers of that show also had a certain humor about them that they almost were okay with making fun of themselves in a way.
3: It's a like, very lighthearted show, and and that's yeah. I mean, it was it was very much because of Richard Dean Anderson that they were able to kind of find that magic early on. I think that they kind of stumbled after he left, but I think that Atlantis did a great job of finding that balance again. I think it's just I think it's just a matter of finding characters that are going to bring that kind of lightheartedness to a show mm-hmm. that can be about heavy dra- drama and stuff like that. So, I would love to I would love to see a cast of basically nobodies and then offset that with some nice guest appearances. And for me, I would just say, let's have the SGC still running. And, you know, Brigadier General Samantha Carter is, is the one running it. That's what I would like to see.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. All right. Well done. Well done indeed. All right, Kathleen, tell us about the sneak peek you're giving us in the background there.
2: Why, yes, because I wish I was in New Zealand, um, no, so I as much as I love the movies, I legitimately feel like the Hobbit movies need to be redone because they are a catastrophe, like I love them, but they're also horrendous like it's a it's a it's a very big love hate relationship. The fact that they took a book that you can read in about an hour and a half and turn it into three movies is ridiculous there's actually a screen rant article I was looking at about the 15 worst changes from the books to the movies and it's pretty insane I mean like turning a children's book into an action trilogy I agree that is a huge thing Um, the ridiculous amount of CGI in it um where did the other one go the the river barrel scene like <laughs> it's so wrong <laughs> it is so wrong um and the, the this article says that where did that line go oh come on i just saw it oh if the hobbit had a theme park this would be the main attraction like yes that would be a great theme park ride but it's not at all what happens in the story. My biggest issue with it is the biggest issue that most people have with it. And that's Toriel. And their insistence on making a love triangle in a movie that did not need a romance aspect at all. There was, there was no use for it. There was no need for it. We did not need to have Toriel and Keeley and their interracial relationship. Tolkien didn't put it in there. I don't know why Peter Jackson thought that you needed to. It was awkward. It was. It was awkward. And it bringing, made for some
0: Ev- weird film, film scenes.
2: And bringing uh. Evangeline Lilly in as a different elf is confusing. Like, because she looks enough like Liv Tyler, but she's not. And that's the... But people get confused on, well, is that Arwen? No, it's not. It's Toriel, even though they look a lot alike. Um... Bring <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> now Kathleen is starting to make sense. The precious riddle scene is the high point of the book, and the torrible is in this stupid CGI. Terrible.
2: I believe
3: the word it's is Torrible,
0: horrible <laughs> it's torrible.
3: And then bringing, torrible. I just torrible. remember that, that that was the only, I, I just remember that that was like the height of the, the 3D era, right where they Mm -hmm. were making all of the movies and then like putting them out in 3d. And that is a trend that did not survive at all.
2: No, no, because that then made it so that people were buying 3d TVs and 3d went out the window really fast.
4: Which (laughs) by the way, I am a big, huge, huge fan of 3d. Like I I love the whole real 3dness that they had. You know, Mm -hmm. I love the 3d TV. The 3ds is one of my favorite handheld consoles before the switch. Like, you know, all my movies, I would not buy a movie unless they had a three D version of it. You know, and I, I am a little sad that three D did die. You know that. And I
2: mean, it's it's uh, got its place, it's got its purpose, but it was every movie.
4: Yeah, I agree. It, they were making comedies in three D. Come on now, don't do that. Right. I felt like action, <laughs> adventure movies, sci fi movies. They just brought so much more like realism and depth to it. You know, and I felt like it was like, "Oh wow, I'm more in this movie, but then mm-hmm. you you just had like again you had comedies that were in- and uh, come on now, no right. it was overused, and I think that they killed it, <laughs> but if it wasn't overused and used rightfully, I think it would have stayed longer and had more of a valuable spot.
2: oh, I agree, know? I agree. it was the look at this cool trick we can do, and then it got old because they did it all the time,
0: yeah. But well, isn't that what you're supposed to do when something's working? That's what Hollywood does. They they take it and they you know, they're the mouse with the button, the happy button. They just
1: sit there and and pounce on it. So
0: I
2: I think anybody who does that to buttons.
1: The most unique use of 3D was in Tron Legacy. So I went Hmm. and saw that in theater. The first half of the movie was not 3D. Right. So like it was not 3D. And then when he teleported or got sucked into Tron. Yes. it was
2: 3D. yes, that I was agree.
1: Cool. That, that was indicated. great. It it did blow my mind for a second. I saw I that like, on
2: Whoa. IMAX 3D, and that was really fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yeah. I, I I watched it at
0: home, <laughs> so it probably wasn't that exciting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the point that this article makes that I didn't mind as much, but I understand people having issues with it, is the number of Lord of the Rings references that they shoved into The Hobbit to remind people that this was a Lord of the Rings movie, that at the end of the trilogy, um, they're having Legolas talk to Thrandriel. Wow. Brain. Um, and he's talking about how there's a young ranger among them. You should meet them, meet him and finds out that his name is Strider. The fact that they're like forcing Legolas into the, you have to meet this this Strider. It's like, no, let that organically happen in the story like it's supposed to. And leave it alone. And isn't that what the rings of power thing on Amazon is, John?
0: I thought that's what it was. I thought that was supposed to be of that time, or at least of that time period.
3: Right. Because I mean, can I, I can never
0: say the name of this book, so I'm not even gonna try. Um,
1: Silmarillion.
3: Yes. Yes. The Silmarillion. Let's go with that.
2: The yeah, go. We'll go with
1: that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Way to go.
2: And like I know that with The Hobbit they took a bunch of stuff from the appendices and Tolkien's unfinished notes and they they tried to put as much of his information into it as he, they could. <laughs> oh, but there's there's something for letting Tolkien's writing doing, letting Tolkien's writing speak for itself. That you didn't have to continue throwing more of his writing in front of us to sell the story it was the you're making the Hobbit into a movie
1: right I would like to point out the Hobbit was made into a movie back in 77 as a yeah, cartoon
2: that's true <laughs> and it was a better version
1: Did you watch it?
2: I did <laughs> I have Fair watched enough. it it is and it looks, like I like I started this out with I love. The Hobbit trilogy, as a separate work from the book of The Hobbit.
0: I enjoy it as a reimagination. I don't view it as a as yeah. a part of the Lord of the Rings because well, of the issues yeah. I have with it. I I view it as a, as a separate standalone trilogy, a, a reimagination of it. And if I look at it that way, I I am able to enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. So, I get yeah. that. I can I can get behind that. All I right, that's a good it's pick. Kind
2: of like how I enjoy both the Hunger Games movies and the Hunger Games books, but they are totally separate things.
0: Yeah. Um, Jessica's been having some internet issues tonight, so I'm glad to have her so on as much our. as we can. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so you guys keep going in and out like you freeze for a second, and then all of a sudden back.
2: Oh goodness! I don't
0: yeah. know why I'm having uh, these issues. What? Actually, no, I'm not to
2: long.
0: Do you mean? <laughs>
2: You okay, okay. No, but no. I mean, right. There, there is something to be said for film to book adaptations and book to film adaptations, and they're not always great. But yeah, don't think of what they are. Well,
0: it's like the Divergent series. My my daughter absolutely really? loves the Divergent series books,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: she loved the movies until she read the books, and then she was right. like, "Okay," she's like, "Okay, the movies are hot garbage." I'll only read the books now. So,
2: and and that's that is a very similar feeling to what I feel about. Hunger Games is I had read the books I saw the movies I thought the movies were crap I read the books again and I'm like well okay so I can see how they're a little bit of both like you get enough of it that you're like well this is a
3: it's a reasonable facsimile of the book right see my thing is is that it kind of in the same way that I'm not a huge fan of reboots there are some movies or, or shows that really are not good adaptations of books, but I generally will have a positive view of them because I like anything that gives me some kind of visual imagery. Right. And so like even when something <laughs> really sucks, at least I can look at that and go, oh, it is really nice to have... You know, characters in my head now. I I don't know if I don't think about those things in as much depth as other people do when they read, but I always love it when when you start to be able to have actors and characters in your head that you didn't have before. I enjoy having
2: the, well, that's not what I thought that character looked like, Mm -hmm. but I can see from the way that they're described that, sure, that fits, but that's not quite what I was thinking. I
3: kind of enjoy that moment. Okay. So if it was re if it was redone, how long do you think the hobbit should be and would you recast anyone or would you just say do a reboot with the same cast?
2: I would totally do a reboot with the same cast cuz I feel like the cast is strong. Like I thought the, I yeah, like I was going to say I thought the casting
0: was done really very, well.
2: very well. Um but I would have preferred like almost like a mini series version that not quite mini series length but somewhere around end game ish type length that if sure, if they split it into smaller chunks, I would still watch it in smaller chunks, but the potential (laughs) of having three hours. Yeah. I think,
0: I think three to four hours is where that, that should have stopped Mm -hmm. in order to tell the story of the Hobbit appropriately with that cast. I think the cast is beautiful Mm -hmm. uh, for that, but three to four hours, max uh, anything past that. You're just, you're, you're adding filler.
2: Right, you and know. there there are some characters that are in the movie that are sentences in the book that don't need they, half hour screen time.
0: Right. They got chapters instead.
1: yeah.
2: Right. We don't need the big white orc. he He had a <laughs> sentence, a sentence that was all we needed.
1: The uh, Maloon: Going back to the CGI aspect, I think they spent all their money on smog. Like uh, he did look amazing. And smog was- looked great. for real. Yeah.
2: Smog was fantastic. But then trying to do smog and the trolls and the orcs. And its a the lot of angels. CGI.
0: Yeah. A lot but of CGI. If you can
2: if you can chop things that weren't necessarily in the story, right. chop things that weren't in the story. Save it your did, budget.
0: It didn't it did not you- need to be a nine hour trilogy.
2: Right. Otherwise your trolls look like Jar Jar Binks and nobody wants that.
0: Not even Jar Jar. He didn't want that either.
2: And I love Jar Jar, but well, no. we know. I have to He's remind. He's better you-
0: in the show than the movie
4: to me. Yeah. Like the Clone Wars show, I think that's when he really kind of like, okay, we can see where the concept of this character was being evolved on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the movie, I don't think he quite had it yet. You know, no, and
2: um, a lot of that is that the the dear godfather of star wars is great for ideas and terrible for writing
0: we all know this (laughs) yeah great for ideas horrible with execution yeah because
4: like um some i had some friends recently who actually like have not seen star wars in a while and they really don't remember it so we was like going over because you know the whole boba fett and all that stuff was coming Mm -hmm. out and uh yeah I, i keep telling people like don't watch episode two and three back to back like take the time and actually watch the entire clone wars all between it because it so much of it makes so much sense because before that episode three was like one of my least favorite movies It, Mm -hmm. it, it was just like okay you have somebody who is like you know really you know for the jedi and everything like that and then he just you turn but when you watch the show it builds on it so much more i mean and it's one of those things where it's just like I felt at first they were just putting in there to milk it, you know, like how you, how Hollywood does, you know, just throw things in there. Like how he was talking about the hobby. It didn't need all that screen time, but for real, the clone wars really needed to happen. You know, I mean, the, you see the emotions of what the clones actually went through, how, really? you know, um, and it actually slowly started to doubt the Jedi, you know, and you see what um, things like what happened with Ahsoka just really, tilted him that way so by the time it all happened and then you get that finally we got that justice of the last season on clone wars you'd be like okay it makes sense now and you know it it really does do a good job i'm like don't don't skip the clone wars on that one right.
0: you can't you can't
4: right here's here's all-
3: an idea see you were talking about reboots i would never want them to reboot the prequels like as a whole mm-hmm. but imagine what it would be like if in some kind of alternate universe the prequels had been made kind of in this time period where we're much more about the miniseries. Because I think that George Lucas realized right away that his vision did not bode well for a film trilogy, which Mm. is exactly the reason why he put out the micro series for Clone Wars between episodes two and three, and then immediately started work on the full um, series as well. It would have been just amazing if we could have gotten that whole period straight through as one dramatic storyline. Mm-hmm instead of having to kind of go out of order which i guess has kind of been a become a, a hallmark of of enjoying star oh. wars anyway but right. I mean, that would have been so cool yeah. if we could have gotten it all together you know no, somebody I, I actually did a agree video with you. on
4: that they showed that how all the star wars movies actually have the wrong titles yeah you know like um the oh, yeah. last one yeah. You know, um, Palpatine was the Phantom Menace, you know, and then it just it just showed like all the titles were actually right, just in the wrong movie. In
0: the wrong yeah, order. it's a it's a really good TikTok. tock guys like, come on, Disney, hire me. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, get your I'll get, get your titles. How I'll get your titles proper.
3: How Revenge of the Sith should have been Attack of the Clones, which yeah, is exactly like I was Perfect. like, I'm, con- I'm convinced.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it yeah he nailed so it. Much sense. Like the way yeah, he broke
4: it down, I was like,
0: wow. Yeah, he absolutely I, nailed it. All right, so Jeremy, I know you were you kind of came in last minute here, and we do appreciate you you being here with us. Did you have a movie that uh, you'd like to see rebooted? Just you know, actually,
4: if it was if you had asked me this question like a few years ago, I would have actually wanted, and I know this is probably a weird opinion, but the original Sonic the Hedgehog movie to be rebooted, and then they gave okay. us this amazing live action one. So I can't even complain about that. I can't wait for number two. <laughs> yeah. So um, I would actually go a little bit more with a modern reboot that I feel like definitely needs it. But at the same time, I know it left a sore, a sour taste in everyone's mouth. And that's the entire Transformer franchise. <laughs> now, For
2: sure. if, you,
4: if you know Transformers, you know that the lore and everything is so much better than what we got in the movies. Mm -hmm. you know i mean if you look at the new netflix um war for cybertron which is also based off of the game in the book then you know that we can have a really good movie like a whole franchise where it, i mean just take that and make that into live action that will be great like i feel like we really need to redo because they i mean the action with transformers great in fact transformer franchise is still one of my favorites even though it has been heavily heavily destroyed <laughs> for a better sake of you know terminology there um especially with that <laughs> last night i feel like that was just completely like as if you had people yeah i, I feel like you had like nine different people writing the script at the same time and everybody was just like hey let me write this part let me write this part mm-hmm. well, can we make this actually make sense nah we throw explosions in and everybody's gonna love it you know what
0: i'm saying like that's basically michael bay michael bay
4: yeah i know right like and if that had had been michael bay that would
0: have been three explosions right there three coughs three explosions right but the
4: action is so good like i really do love going back and re-watching some of the transform movies just because the action was so good you know like especially number my one of my least favorite number two actually had some of the best scene when, you know, Optimus Prime is taking on both um, Starscream, Megatron, and uh, I think his name is Blackout. Um, right. That was awesome. He's like, I'll take you all on. I was like, that's some grace. That right there was great. That's actually Transformers. But the the story was just after number one was just awful. And if we can mm-hmm. reboot that with actual, like the storylines that we see in the comics, the gaming the books and amazing Netflix show. Um we could actually have the next really good actual big blockbuster. They're too scared to take out the human element. You know, we can watch movies without humans in it. You know, we, we right. can do this. You know, and I feel like if okay. they go yeah, okay with in, it humans
2: yeah, I mean, ruin things anyway. So
4: I'm not saying take them out all the movies, you know, just don't make that the huge focal point. We we right. want to see cyber what who would not pay to go see Cybertron back in its beautiful glory day before the war, before the rise of, you know, Megatron and the battle and the destruction? I would love to see that. I would love to see mm-hmm. what was Cybertron back before, you know. Definitely. And then yeah. we see the war happen. and Think about how much more emotional attachment you have to this whole universe now, you know, rather than just him just talking about it. You know, let us see that. You know, yeah. I feel like that would be great. You know, War War for Cybertron and Fall for Cybertron is also among my favorite Xbox 360 games because the story was so good. It was really, really really good. You know,
0: like I said, I feel like
4: that can use a really good reboot. (laughs) You're not going to get any argument
0: from me.
2: So, would you change casting? I mean, you said less people, but.
4: I feel like the actual Transformers themselves, especially Peter Collin, was just, of course, it's Peter Collin can't cast mm-hmm. anybody better than that. Um, the casting along the Transformers himself was great. You know, um, as far as the human characters, I would not mind getting better casting. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. Shia Buff was great. He had some great scenes and everything. But also it's Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> He's one of those guys where, you know, I like to see him, but at the same time, he kind of overacts a little
0: bit. Right. Honestly, uh, I'd like to see it go the route of what Jessica was saying earlier for Stargate. I would actually, if we're going to do, if somebody were to do this, I would like to see if we're going to pull the story back from the humans, which it, it should, it totally yeah. should, because even in the, if you go back to the 80s cartoons, the the humans were there more as a plot film, more than the plot. So yeah. um, I would like to see they they could go and have a bunch of of, of unknowns, so because they don't need. I would love that too. Because because the the bigger names are going to want more screen time, you know. You could put Mark Wahlberg in it. You put uh, Shia LaBeouf in it. You put you know these guys. They're going to want screen time because you know that's what they're there for. I think you know you get some of these uh, you know younger, hungrier actors and actresses who who are are up and coming, and you get them in there. They're just going to be happy to be part of the of the series.
4: Like the Bumblebee movie, you know, that yeah. was good really mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, or if you want to get those big actors in there just to pull them in there, make them the voice of the Transformers, then you know, like there you, you go. have a, you have an option. If you want some big act name in there, throw
0: them in the voice, you know. I and want like, jazz, I want jazz to not be dead and be voiced by Kevin Hart.
4: <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's actually you know, I actually pictured, I don't know why, but for some reason I also think like Idris album will be a good jazz as well for some reason. I, I don't know. I picture that voice as well, but also Kevin Hart would be great. I feel like well because jazz kept- was
0: was a little you know a little spunkier, a little you know he was sarcastic, okay. and uh you know he was a smaller sports car. He's a you know he was he was uh he was built for speed you know, and that's that's Kevin Hart. So uh, in my yep. mind,
1: okay,
4: yeah that that that's also. Awesome. I'll be mean, kidding. You could bring these big guys in here. And make them yeah. as a Transformers themselves, So this way, we can focus more on them. Like we have the technology. We've seen the last movie, the last few movies, actually give these characters really good facial expressions, acting as far as you know the CGI is. Right. There for it. you know, we can do this. We don't have to rely on humans for the emotional part for the movie. You know, and we can have an overact arch. Because I know they're talking about Beast Wars is coming out and. That should be pretty interesting because we all know Beast Wars takes place in the future where everything was already ruined. Mm -hmm. So, like, again, I'm pretty sure that's going to probably hopefully be our first actual movie
0: without humans in it. But, you know, I feel like we can do this. All right. Cool. All right. So we got one. We have one left and that's mine. And I'm just going to buzz through this because we're going to be starting to run short on time here. But all right. So. The movie franchise that I want to see get rebooted, and I know that it's coming at some point in the okay. in the MCU. <laughs> their needs, and I'm hoping that they do this right because they've done it wrong a couple times already. So many times, and that's the Fantastic Four. Yes, <laughs> I okay. So here's the thing: the the first two movies with like Ian Grunfeld and uh, uh, Jessica Alba and Michael Chiklis and you know Chris Evans, they weren't bad, but they weren't good. The Silver Surfer movie was a disappointment on many levels, um, because I, I, yeah, Silver Surfer is Silver Surfer, and that should have been way better. Anyway, I can go off on a whole, whole uh, spiel about that, but there's there's so much potential. Exactly, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, but there's there's so much potential for this franchise. And this is, you know, this is Marvel's first family. It needs the, it needs a proper reintroduction. It needs to be properly done. Now, the people that I would like to see in the movie, I, I don't think are going to be the people that are going to get it. Um, at least the first couple. We actually got had an opportunity to interview uh, Joshua Schubart from he played Frank on the tick uh, from the Pyramid Gang. And we brought him and we talked with him. And this is actually his dream role is to be in the Fantastic Four. And he wants to be the thing. He wants to be Ben Grimm. And so we started this this hashtag, and we put it out on Twitter every now and then. So if you see it on Twitter, please help us. We're, we tag Kevin Feige in it, the whole nine yards. We're trying to help Josh out, Help trying to help him get this job. But uh, Schubart's clovering time is the hashtag. And uh, Josh would be a fantastic fit as Ben mm-hmm. Grimm. He's a larger fella, so he can play the role he understands. Bodies, the size issues, and all those different things. I think he, and he's got just a great sense of humor. I think Josh would be fantastic uh, in that role. However, uh, as Mister Fantastic, I really want to see John Krasinski from The Office, and I want to see Emily Blunt um, as uh, uh, the Invisible Woman. I think those two. I think those two. uh, You know, not only because they have chemistry, because of you know, you know, you know, the hubby wife thing going on, uh, but. I think they're both really good actors and I think they have both have range that they could pull that off without an issue. Um, but the two, the two other, the, the two other slots that I thought would be kind of different. I wanted to go a different route with, uh, so for the human torch, I, you have to have somebody who's ability to, to make jokes, be a little sarcastic. I thought Chris Evans actually did a pretty good job with it, even though I don't think he's that sarcastic of an actor. I thought he did really good with the, the role, uh, that was given him and the way it was written i thought i thought he was better than the writing let's put it that way yeah (laughs) but so for his for uh the human torch i want to see scott grimes from the orville uh he's got curly red hair he sits at the at the control oh yeah um yeah he does yeah he is he is just 17 shades of sarcastic and has a great sense of humor and i think he could really pull it off as far as the physicality of of the role and stuff you know most of that's going to be cgi anyway you know because i don't doubt they're going to set scott on fire uh you never know (laughs) you never know nowadays he could be a method actor you don't know um and then i want to see i don't need to see it in the in the very first movie because i'm afraid that if they bring it in it's going to because it's it's flopped twice Mm mm-hmm I'm scared, but I want them to bring in Dr. Doom. And I'm scared because uh, the guy in the first movies who was from Nip Tuck, and I can't remember his name, but, you know, um, he just seemed, yeah, I just didn't really didn't like him. And the one that they did in the second movie, well, I didn't like anything about that whole cast. That was hot garbage. Oh, God, that was awful. That still just gives me nightmares. But, all right, so here's who I want to see play Dr. Doom. We actually interviewed him a little while back. Um, He is a prolific voice actor who does do some on screen work. I want to see Sam Witwer as Doctor Doom. Yes! Oh
3: Oh my gosh! Sam, amazing!
0: He has the ability to play the bad guy in the best way possible. He can he can just have that. I don't know. He's, it's something about a, a mindset. When you're going to play a villain, you're going to play it properly. You have to have the mindset that this is who it is, and this is what they're going to do, and this is what I'm going to accomplish with them. And he has proven that over and over again that he's able to play the villain, and he plays it pretty darn well. Not to mention, I mean, he's Sam, and he's really cool, Darth Maul, just, Yeah, uh, you know, Doomsday. he plays Doomsday on on Smallville. Um, so yeah, so there's, there's a whole lot of things here that he could do, uh, that I think that would make the Dr. Doom character, you know, come off well again, though, it's going to come down to writing how the show is built and how it's written. And and that's the way it always is. But, but that's what I would like to see. I would love to see John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Emily Blunt as the invisible woman. Joshua Schubart as Ben Grimm, Scotty Grimes as uh, the human torch. And of course... Uh, Sam Witwer as Doctor Doom. I think that would be a very solid mm-hmm. cast. I
4: do have one request for this movie.
0: Fire away. Please,
4: please have Spider-Man show up in there and try to actually fight his way in becoming the Fantastic Four because he thinks that they make money. Like that was one of my funny, like, comic <laughs> things of all time. He single-handedly <laughs> them all. Okay, like he he came up and he was just like, "Oh wait, wait, what do you mean I'm not going to be making money with you guys? Oh." Okay then, right? he just kicks yeah. off. You know, like right? I, in Spider Man, <laughs> I, I love the way he's doing. He's I absolutely love the way he's performing in the MCU right now. I have one hundred percent, ten out of ten love for Spider Man MCU. Mm-hmm. Like right. I feel like he's a very good glue character, and if you look at the comics, he has basically teamed up with everyone. You name it, he's been there. And I feel like agreed, yeah, they really should continue on showing Spider Man throughout this MCU heavily. And I feel like he would be one of the best characters to glue the Fantastic Four into the MCU.
2: I feel like they need to to do the Spider-Man-Deadpool crossovers.
4: Because those are
2: just fun. Oh,
4: yes. (laughs) You know what? Even throw Wolverine in I mean, we can do this. We can do Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Deadpool all together in one. You know, Hugh Jackman, we love you. We know you're getting old. But we know you still got a little bit more claw action in you. Oh, yeah you know come on Giggity. bring him back bring Giggity. him back
2: but know. i mean ryan reynolds ryan reynolds is is deadpool there's no yeah, yeah. there's no recasting that no but i will say
3: i like have that. i have one really? request for the new fantastic four which is i think that the biggest thing we've had two origin movies already please do not give another origin movie right we don't i want to i want to see I want to just see the jump origin.
4: in Do an origin movie. I agree. Like we don't need another origin movie
0: for the Fantastic Four.
3: I just, just want just jump I, in and go. I just want to be able to see you know John Krasinski and Emily Blunt if they do get cast, which I'm really hoping for. They're not you know terribly young. I want to see the kids. I'm tired of not like you know starting with you know not seeing the whole family, because right now, if I had to say it, the best Fantastic Four movie is not a Fantastic Four movie. It's The Incredibles, and. Mm-hmm. They need to. They need to be able to have a Fantastic Four movie that has the whole family and actually shows them together.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. you just broke my brain a little bit. I haven't even thought about the. Holy cow! You're right. Why?
3: Right. Never thought of it that way? Like <laughs>
0: yep. I have no. I, I I've never. No. Fantastic. The best Fantastic Four movie is in Incredibles. No, Mr. I've never fantastic. thought of it that way. And all of a sudden, my brain is now hurting.
3: Uh-huh. I love
2: The Incredibles yeah. so much, though. Oh, they're so
0: fantastic. Hard. The Incredibles I mean, are great.
3: I've got my little. Fantastic. The Incredibles is my favorite Disney oh, movie. Okay, then. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I saw making, that movie too many times. Making, i making, I making notes now. Out. Okay. All right. all right. Yeah. No, that
2: was that. The first time I introduced my daughter to The Incredibles because it's the, okay, you like superhero stuff let's go to the superheroes that are your speed. And then it's the, I'm watching her watch Jack, Jack. And I'm like, you're getting ideas. Aren't you?
3: <laughs> if if she that, your daughter. Just, if that just, could be Jack, Jack, she would. I just think it's funny that the Incredibles came out and it was this incredible superhero movie that still holds up today. It is just amazing. And it's got, you know, humor for kids. It's got depth <sighs> for adults. And yet it came out in 2004 before any of our current modern superhero storytelling was going on. That's really, amazing to me. Super soup?
4: It, it was All definitely right. ahead of his
0: time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. Brain officially broken. Good job. All right. <sighs> oh, yeah. All right, guys, before we, we start wrapping up here, uh, Jeremy, take a moment and tell everybody where they can find you if they want to find out more about you.
4: Um, at the moment, I haven't been doing too much, but I mean, if you search up YouTube, Delve into the Void, you'll see a ton of episodes of me on there because I was a uh, co host there for a while and a full host. Um, I'm thinking about going ahead and joining back and doing more episodes because a lot of, has changed in the last like two years. <laughs> so, um, Delve into the sure. Void, you definitely see a lot
0: of episodes of me there. All right, very good. And Jessica, please remind the fine folks where to find you.
3: Um, on Twitter is probably your best bet. You can find me at Darksaber Light and uh, you know, come over and and uh, I love interacting with people, so that's where, that's the best place that you can find me.
1: Perfect. All right. So, last Friday, our guest we spoke with was a longtime actor and voice actor, Francois Choi. Francois got his start on G.I. Joe as Quick Kick and has been seen in TV shows and movies such as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 as Shredder, The Expanse, The Tick, Lost, Beverly Hills Ninja, and much, much more.
0: So before we go on, just just real quick, one of the cool things about Francois Chow uh, is that he learned how to speak English uh, because he came from Cambodia when he was about six or seven years old. He learned how to speak English by watching Star Trek, the original series. That was William Shatner was his Rosetta Stone, and I absolutely love that. So... <laughs>
3: I feel like that gives you a lot of English words that you're never actually going to use in real life.
2: In all right? reality, yes. And the most amazing ability to have dramatic pauses.
0: Pause when he speaks about transporters. So anyway.
2: See, I would like to say that dramatic pauses and it's really just that my brain's buffering.
3: <laughs> that was probably what it was in the original too. Yeah,
1: a probably. little bit, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. You can still find <laughs> that episode of Funny Science Fiction on our YouTube channel and your favorite audio <laughs> podcast providers. And remember, your subscription to our YouTube channel is a major help. So please, don't forget to click that like and subscribe button And w- as you watch those videos.
2: All right. And even though I don't get to surprise people with our guest this week. S- sorry. That's all right.
1: I'm sure they forgot.
2: And it's okay. I did. They probably weren't actually paying any attention to us, but I get it. So our guest this Friday is one of the stars of the hit Netflix series Lock and Key. Not to mention that she also has an absolutely delightful singing voice. We had a fantastic time with her. Well, they did. I wasn't there.
0: So, yeah, so this Friday we have Halia Jones from Lock and Key coming. And uh, we had, an abs- as, as she mentioned, some of us had an absolutely uh, wonderful time with her. But uh, we talked about uh, the show, where she thinks it's headed, some of the theories that she has. We talked about that delightful singing voice of hers and the singing videos that you can still find of her. Uh, up on youtube on this here youtube so be sure to turn in uh, tune in this friday you'll be able to listen to that on your favorite audio podcast provider or of course you can watch the video of that interview right here on youtube
2: was i there or wasn't i there because i vaguely remember bits and pieces of this i'm kind. pretty
0: sure you were there actually who knows i think so
2: i've done this a lot and i've forgotten a lot of things <laughs>
0: that was more than a week ago i don't expect you to remember
2: i don't remember what i had for breakfast tim it's yeah
0: i was giving you credit <laughs> I was giving you credit.
2: I have mom brain. I can remember the Paw Patrol puppy's names.
0: So, but, all right, Jessica, thank you so much for joining us tonight. This is, uh, you've been a lot of fun. Thanks for, for putting up with our shenanigans and craziness over here as we're trying to, uh, you know, work our brains back into to uh, some form of podcasting sense and sensibility. <laughs>
3: well thank you all for having me it's been fun to uh see all of the different interviews that you guys have had up and i always love seeing what guests you get for the show so thanks thanks a bunch
2: awesome all right well that is it for the funny science fiction podcast the live edition goodbye
0: on behalf of the rest of the hosts of funny science fiction we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode if you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes please contact us by means of our facebook group funny science fiction you can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at funny sci-fi, or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the contact me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode.